those words we just sang. In the bleak midwinter, in this world of pain, where our hearts are open, love is born again. There are new words. A new verse added to Christina Rossetti's poem about the birth of Jesus. And they are true words, aren't they? In this world of pain, in this world that we all live in, the way of more love, the way for more love to come in and heal the hurt and the brokenness, the only way that I know for love to be born is to open your heart as wide as you can, to be open to the sorrow and the joy. As the kids say these days, to feel all the feels. This Sunday, I want to help you get ready for Christmas. People are asking you that, right? Are you ready for Christmas? People keep saying that. What do you think it means? Probably something like, have you done all your shopping? Or have you done all the decorating or the cooking? I worry that it might mean, are you sufficiently stressed out so that Christmas can come and then you can finally collapse in exhaustion? But I hope that's not your experience because Christmas is this beautiful and rich season that invites us into a deeper experience of being human, of being alive, of being in touch with the holy, of being reminded that if we meet God anywhere, it is right here. In this moment, in these bodies. And I need this, and I expect you do too. Now, do you think when anybody asks, Are you ready for Christmas? do they ever mean, Have you done the spiritual? and theological work to prepare yourself? (laughs) Probably not. But they should, because this is what it's all about. The incarnation, God with us. As one of my favorite carols puts it, goodwill henceforth from heaven to earth begin and never cease. When the moment comes, maybe when you're in church on Christmas Eve and candlelight is slowly moving across the darkened sanctuary and we're about to sing Silent Night, you want to be fully present to that moment, don't you? You want to have a deep 
and profound experience of the beauty and power and mystery of that moment. You don't want to find yourself asking in that moment, what does it all mean? And am I down with it? The theology of Christmas, this idea of God with us, you don't want to get cultivated, catapulted up into that brain of yours in that holy moment. Christmas Eve is not the time to be trying to figure this out. It's the time to be open to the wonder and mystery and the spirit of it all. Right now, this is a good time to reflect on these things. I'm pretty sure no one ever means this when they ask if you're ready for Christmas. But I dare say that this work of exploring the theology of Christmas is the best way to get ready for this beautifully layered and complicated celebration. And even this, I I fear, sounds too heady and intellectual, this talk of incarnational theology. Because it's not. What I love about Christmas is that it's all about embodiment. It's earthy and real, these stories of people in gritty and real-life situations where the holy breaks in, surprising these folks to discover that God is not out there somewhere, but is right here in the midst and in the mess of our lives. Incarnation is not a theory. It's what we're invited to practice. As we heard earlier and at at Vespers this week from Rebecca Parker, you have to know your body as the home of God. And this is the purpose of Christmas. This is the key to the mystery. The Word became flesh. We are the dwelling place. Do you hear how radical and empowering this is? You don't need a minister or a priest. You don't even need a church or a ritual or a book to access the holy. You just need this body you have been given. You just need this heart and this soul and these senses and these companions to help you apprehend these mysteries that are unfolding around us all the time if we will only notice. It's not that complicated. But early on, church leaders must have realized that this was no way to build up an institution. You need to create a structure, you know, and rules, and you need people to need you in order for the institution to survive and grow. So you start saying, this is the only way, flashing lights. This is the one true church. You do this to build up your brand. As my spiritual director likes to say, 
Jesus gave us the mystery, and what we ended up with is the church. This time of year, people hear again the story of Christmas, of God coming to earth as a baby born to everyday people in an out-of-the-way place, and they naturally wonder, is it true? Is it true? My friend Gary Smith, who was for years the minister at the big UU church in Concord, he says, I believe the answers to this question and questions like it are found more in poetry than in logic, more in the possible than in the actual, more in the right brain than in the left. The Christian Orthodox, the fundamentalists, the biblical literalists, he says, they hold on to the actual. There was a star, they would say, there was a stable, there was a birth, the mother was a virgin, there were angels. It's a package deal. Say yes to all of it and you're in. Say no to any part and you're out. Gary knows that many of us aren't like that that we can have more questions than answers. And so he says that this can lead to one of your relatives asking you with a smirk, as they do every year, so do you use really celebrate Christmas? And he said to that congregation over in Concord, on the last Sunday before he, on the last Christmas before he retired, he told those folks, I want you to be ready this year when your relatives ask. Why, yes, you will say. Incarnation is at the center of our theology. It's who we are. It's the faith that we practice. Tell your skeptical relatives that we embrace the poetry of Christmas. And that Christmas is part and parcel of the notion that God has become flesh. Jesus' flesh for the holiday, but our flesh too. And our flesh is the important part. Your flesh and my flesh. Your body and my body. Your heart and my heart. Your hands and my hands. What we do in our humanity to take the part of a living God in this life we are given. Can you trust this? I hope so. Because I know it to be true. I've seen it. One of the best things about being your pastor is that sometimes I get to see you embodying the holy. And I wonder, do you see it too? That you are bearers of light and love, God's hands and feet in the world, and that it is beautiful to behold On this day when we remember Lynn and mourn her death, aren't we all reminded that we are alive? 
that we are still here in the flesh. And as Joan Chittister says, the flesh is all we have. It is our glory, it is our power, it is sweet, it is beautiful. It is the clay out of which we shape a better tomorrow. You already know that this being human is no walk in the park. It hurts sometimes. Sometimes it pushes us down to our knees or knocks us flat. This is what I love about Gary Will's words about the dark and risky nature of Christmas. This invitation to enter the story with our whole lives, to see the pain and the loss as holy too, to see our struggles and suffering not as something to be denied or prettied up, but to be owned because we have earned these scars. They are signs of healing of what has gotten us to where we are. There is nothing in the Christmas narrative to make us turn the manger into a Disneyland scene, he writes. The Gospels tell of a young couple driven out in hiding of a king plotting murder. Becoming human, he says, is itself a kind of high-wire balancing act. Becoming better humans always involves suffering. Those are the truths of Christmas, yet they are the ones some defenders of Christmas would have us avoid. Why does Christmas lead so easily to despair? Because Christmas heightens our memory and yearnings, our wish to love and be loved. It stretches our human capacities often to a breaking point. Christmas is a dark and risky business, like falling in love or beginning an adventure, like birth, sex, or death, like becoming human, like becoming flesh and dwelling among humans. In these days, let us be opened up Let us be stretched. Let us feel all the feels. Because that risky place is where we will get below the surface and into the flesh, into the heart of things, into that holy place where we will meet and know God. In this season of incarnation, of God with us, Let us look for the holy there and in one another and in the stranger. Are you ready for Christmas? It's coming. Here are the cliff notes. You have to know your body as the home of God. And this is the purpose of Christmas. This is the key to the mystery, the Word became flesh. We are the dwelling place. Amen.